האם זה באמת סגולה בדוקה? הסגולה ללמוד בזה? ערב טוב, דוברי וייצ'ר, We're going to be doing the first part of Os Gimel, section number three. And before we do that, we're going to take a look at a Pasuk from the beginning of the Parsha, Perek Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Beis, which says as follows, Vatomas Sora Bekiryas Arba. And Sora died in the city of Kiryas Arba, He Hevron, which is the city of Hevron. Be'eretz Kenan, in the land of Kenan. Vayavo Avraham, and Avraham came, lispod l'sara, to eulogize Sarah, v'livkosa, and to cry for her. It's noteworthy that in the last word of the Pasuk, v'livkosa, the letter kaf is written uh, small. It's a small, uh, smaller than the other letters And the word, in other words, smaller than the, the normal size of letters. Uh, when, you, when you would read that passage, you'd see that that letter stands out for being small. And the Zer Shimshon, of course, is going to talk about that. So let's get right into the Zer Shimshon section, Gimel, section three, Chayesar. Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Vayovo Avraham lispod l'sara, and Avraham came to eulogize Sara, kodem v'livkosa. Before the Pasuk, and it says that Avram came to eulogize her, before it says he came to cry for her. And the Zeresh Shimshon says, This is problematic because uh, first a person cries for uh, a lost uh, relative. And only afterwards does a person eulogize for their lost relative, right? So in this Pusik, it seems to have things uh, out of order because it says Avraham came to eulogize for Sarah and to cry for her. Zer Shimshon says uh, that's that's not the uh, order. That's not the uh, appropriate order. The order should say he came to cry for her and then to eulogize her. So here the Zer Shimshon quotes from a Gemara in Moed Kutten, That says of the seven days the sh- of the Shiva, the first three should be for crying, and the last four of the seven, meaning the remainder of the seven, Lehespit, should be for eulogizing and talking about all of the fine qualities of the deceased. So it's not just a it's not just a uh, a common thing that people cry first and say eulogies later. It's actually brought down in, uh, in the Gemara. So that's one question, the first question on the Pasuk. The Ode, and another question on the Pasuk, Loma yesh kaf ze'era. Why is there a small letter kaf b'milas v'livkosa in the word v'livkosa and to cry for her? So those are the Zerah Shimshon's two opening questions Uh, on this uh, Pasuk, on this Pasuk. Okay, next paragraph. Yuvan, this may be understood. In what's written by the uh, by the author of the Sefer Ma'avar Yabok, in the section of that Sefer uh, entitled Svas Emes, Perak Yutas, the 19th chapter, Vizel And this is what the author of the Mavar Yabok says. Vehahesped lemes hu to'eles godo. 
eulogies said for a deceased person are uh, are highly effective because through the tears that are uh, caused by the hespedim, by, by a proper eulogy, through the tears that come from listening to a eulogy, the, the upper, the heavenly gates of tears uh, are opened, which are removed from the Midas Hadin, from the quality of uh, justice, from Hashem's justice. So in other words, the Sefer Mavar Yobok says that Hespedim eulogies are very important at a funeral uh, because they, they uh, induce people, they elicit tears, they elicit crying, and those tears from people, those sincere tears from people, at that time, help open up the Sharedim, or the gates of tears in Shamayim, which is for the benefit of the mace. It's the benefit of the deceased, because that uh, moves things away from the Midas Hadin, and presumably uh, more in the direction of the Midas Harachamim. And of course, every person who leaves this world uh, needs Hashem's uh, mercy, needs Hashem's compassion when they are being judged for their actions in this world. Omram, as Chazal say in Meseches Brochos, Share Dima Lo Nin Alu. The gates of tears are never closed. So Hespedim leads to crying. Crying opens the gates of the Share Dima, the gates of tears. This is all for the benefit of the of the uh, of the mace of the deceased individual. Omnam, however. It's necessary for the crying to be for this spiritual purpose, for the opening of the gates for the benefit of tears for the benefit of the mace. And not for a materialistic benefit. Until here is a quote from the so the Mavar Yobo talks about the importance of the of the of the eulogies and the crying for the benefit of the mace, but emphasizes to us that the crying has to be uh, for this this uh, spiritual benefit for the mace and not for some materialistic purpose, which which uh, which could mean uh, not simply a crying because a person is sad, which of course. That's one of the reasons for crying, and that's a healthy reason to cry, that a person is sad over a loss. But the Mavar Yabok encourages us to elevate our crying at a funeral, at the time of a funeral, to have a kavana, an intention to, to cry for the benefit of the, uh, the spiritual benefit for the uh, person who passed away. In order for the Pasuk to hint to us that Avraham's crying was for a higher spiritual purpose, and not for a, a more mundane or a lower level type purpose, the letter Kof was written in the word Leaf Kosa to cry for her 
was written uh, in a smaller fashion. Lomar to say, Shemiat bivichiyoso, Avraham limited his crying. Shelobocha klape hachomer, he didn't cry for mundane reasons, or you might say for common reasons, elamachmas hesped lesoelas but rather to, to uh, partake and to participate in eulogizing Sarah for the spiritual benefit the, that the Mavar Yavok described above. So if the word Vilif Koso was written in the regular way, we would just read it in a simple way that Avraham came to cry for Sarah, like, like all people, Rachmana uh, Litzlan cry at a funeral, at the loss of a, of a, of a loved one. But the Torah wrote the cuff, the cuff with a small and a small form to tell us that there was something unique about Avraham's crying. And in a way, it was limited because he wasn't crying uh, just in the way a regular person was crying. He was crying in, a, in, a, in an elevated spiritual way for the benefit of Sora Imenu's Nishama. And this is also why the Pasuk said things out of order. And first it says to eulogize for Sarah. And afterwards it says to cry for her. Meaning that uh, not only the small cuff, but also the order of the phrases uh, re-indicate re, uh, to us this, this higher level of crying that Avraham did because he came to eulogize for Sarah and afterwards to cry for her. If regular crying was happening, if Avraham was crying the way people generally cry at a funeral, and, and that's all that was happening, then it would have said he cried for her and he eulogized her, because that would be, as the Zereshimshon pointed out before, that would be the normal order. order. But the Torah said, this is not the normal order. This is not the ordinary uh, type of, of crying. This is something unique and special and highly spiritual. There's, there's a spiritual lesson here from Avram Avinu, and the Torah indicates that uh, in addition to the small uh, cuff, by also talking about Avraham eulogizing her first, and afterwards talk about talks about his crime, because the point of the eulogy, as the Mavar Yavok said it, was to was to elicit these tears, uh, these spiritual uh, tears, these tears for the benefit of the mace, and opening this, the gates of heaven uh, of Shari Dima for the mace. And so uh, it says, Leif Spode, he came, Avram came to do the eulogy. His intention from the beginning was to provoke tears that would open up the Shari Dima. And then he cried for her specifically for that reason. That's the Zereshimshon's first approach to answer the two questions. And now he's going to offer some other ideas. Next paragraph. And we can also say, Rishon. The Pasuk did not mention crying first, because crying is something that happens naturally. Immediately when a person hears, bad news, or he or he sees a, a uh, tragic event take place, bar minan, these things should be kept far from us. Ein of Zolgos Dima, his eyes naturally flow with tears. 
ve'eno shum shevach vechovod lesora. And this type of crying would not have been a particular form of praise and honor for Sora. In other words, uh, natural crying that happens because a person uh, has a loss or is sad or hears about uh, a, a sad event uh, is certainly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But in, in and of itself, it doesn't capture a special uh, honor and a special praise for the person who passed away. And so the Torah doesn't uh, mention crying first, because then again, we might have confused it with Abraham's, uh, that he was just crying, he was sad, and it was regular crying that all people do when they become aware of a tragedy or suffer a loss. And even the crying that came uh, based on the eulogy, that itself would not have been needed to be mentioned, because we have a rule in, the, in Chazal that included in 200 is 100, which means in this, uh, in this uh, context, what it means is the Pasuk really didn't have to mention crying at all, because the regular normal crying uh, that everybody does is nothing, the Torah doesn't need to say Avraham did that kind of crying. That would not have been anything uh, equal to the the tears over the loss of someone as unique and special as Sarah Imenu. So the Torah didn't mention crying that came before the Hespid. And even mentioning crying after the Hespid, which the Pusuk did do, it talked about Vilif Kosa after it talked about Vilif Spodlis Sarah, after talking about Avram eulogizing Sarah, it talked about him crying. If it's if it's uh if it's the kind of uh uh, normal tears that come from a hespid, the Torah wouldn't have happened to mention that also because included in 200 is 100, meaning Abraham, when he said his hespedim, of course, had the kavana to elicit crying. And if he elicited crying and tears from the listeners, then certainly it elicited crying and tears from him, who was the closest person there by far to Sarah Imenu. So we can assume, as Zerah Shimshon's point is, we can assume that certainly Avraham cried after he gave the Hespedim for Sarah because the Hespedim caused other people to cry, and so it certainly would cause Avraham to cry. So therefore, the whole mentioning of Avraham crying has to be something that we haven't yet explained. It's teaching us something that we haven't yet touched upon. When the Torah writes, Avraham came to cry for Sarah, it's teaching us a novel idea, a new idea. It is not talking about any kind of normal, ordinary, regular crying. It's teaching us that even after the days of eulogizing Sarah ended, so the Shiva was over, even after the Shiva ended, Call od shahoyuzocher maaseha ugevuroseha. Any time that Avraham, after the Shiva, recalled Sarah's actions and her strengths, the iske beso uviras Hashem and the and the uh and the things that had to do with how she conducted her household and in fear of Hashem, anytime he remembered Sarah's. Uh, spiritual activities and mitzvah activities and how she conducted herself in all these areas, 
Einov Zolkos Dima, his eyes flowed with tears. And those are the tears that are being referred to in the Pasuk. So let's pause here for a moment. So uh, this is the Zera Shimshon's second uh, a, a way of, of, of explaining the fact that the Pasuk mentions that Avraham cried after the Hespit as opposed to before it. And here in this paragraph, what the Zerah Shimshon is adding is a beautiful idea that Avraham continued to cry after uh, the Shiva and after the normal crying, so to speak, would have ended. As a matter of fact, any time after Sarah's death, when he remembered her, her specialness and her unique qualities, he cried uh, in, in that remembrance and remembering those Things And that is certainly a tremendous tribute to Sora and her special midos and her special qualities. Next paragraph. The Osi Shapir, Shehifsig Bemilas Lesora. And it makes sense, it fits in nicely that the Torah uh, interrupted, so to speak, using the word Lesora, Bain Lispod Vilifkosa, between the words to eulogize. And to cry. So in the Pasuk again, it said, Vayovo Avram Lispod Lesara Vilifkosa. So the Zer Shimshon now is pointing out the word Lesara being right in the middle of to eulogize and to cry was done for a very specific reason. It's not there just because it has to be there grammatically or it has to be there just to understand, to have a simple understanding of the Pasuk, as the Zer Shimshon is going to show right now. Shehoyo lo lomar, because the Pasa could have said, lispod vilivkos es sara, to eulogize and to cry for sara. Okay, sara did not have to come between the words eulogize and cry. Sara could have uh, been the subject of the sentence after those two verbs, lispod vilivkos es sara. Elevadai she lispod le sara. But definitely the words the Torah wanted to say to eulogize for Sarah first before mentioning crying, because that shows that he came and he eulogized for Sarah at the time of her death during the Shiva. And of course, he cried for her, which is there, Shimshon demonstrating the previous paragraph is understood that Abraham cried for her. Uh, and, and, uh, and then... Lispod Lesara could, could say that's the end of Avraham's obligatory uh, actions in terms of the Shiva, in terms of the burial in the Shiva. But putting the word Velivkosa after Lispod Lesara, who in Yen Acher, that means it's something else. There's something, as the Zer Shimshon pointed out above, that's special and unique about the crying that Avraham did. Uh, because it's crying that he did much, much later and way after the events of the funeral and the shiva, and it took place. Uh, it took place for many years afterwards. Whenever Avraham remembered Sarah and her uniqueness, continuing to the next page, the old Yeshlom, our top right column, and there is another thing to say here: the lo hayitzarich lomar lispod lisara. The Pasuk didn't even need to mention Sarah's name at all when it said to eulogy, to make eulogies for Sarah. Why well, didn't have to mention her name? Shekfar Omar, because the previous Pasuk already said, 
arba. I'm, I'm sorry, not the previous pasuk. The beginning of that same pasuk says, and Sarah died in Kiryas Arba, as we read the pasuk uh, before, v'chule, etc. And therefore the pasuk could have said, Vayavo Avraham lesofta v'liv kosa. And Avraham came to eulogize her and to cry for her. Meaning, Sarah was already mentioned. The Pesach already, the Torah already told us that Sarah died. So all it had to say was, and Sarah died in Kiryas Arva, he Hebron. And Avraham came to eulogize her and to, to cry for her, or eulogize and to cry for her. In other words, that, that's how pronouns work. You don't have to mention the name of the person repeatedly. You can just mention the name of the person in the beginning and then say, in this case, and Avram came to eulogize and cry for her. So why is it say, why does the Pusik say lispod lisara in a way that seems to be unnecessary? But the reason for this is because of what we hold in a Gemara in Mesech de Ksubis, Ola Imo Ve'ena Yoredes. The Gemara over there is talking about uh, a woman's status. And there's a discussion about what happens if a woman mar if a woman marries a man who is either on a higher social status than her own or a lower social status. So the Gemara says, Ola Imo, her social status can be raised because of her husband's higher status, Ve'ena Yoredis, but it doesn't go down, it can't go lower. So meaning if a woman comes from, uh, from a family uh, in which because of their prominence, perhaps because of their wealth, perhaps because of their uh, religious attributes, the, the, maybe there are Torah scholars in the family. For whatever reason, if this woman comes from a family with a higher, uh, an important chashivos, uh, an important status in the community, so if she marries a husband who's on a, has a higher status, comes from a family in a background that's even a higher social status, she must be treated. There are halachic ramifications as to how she is treated, and she must be treated in a way that is equivalent to his. She goes up in status based on her husband's status. However, Eino Yoredis, however, she doesn't go down. So if she marries a person on a lower rung of the, of the social order, she still must be treated uh, uh, to what her status was before she married this man. And therefore, when you say a eulogy for a woman, you may eulogize not just her own achievements, but also the things that her husband did because of this Gemara that says she goes up, she is elevated based on the status of her husband. So the eulogies can include talk of her and her husband. Therefore, Omar Hakosov Lispod Lisara, the Torah specifically used Sarah's name again in a way that didn't it didn't have to to say Abraham came to eulogize to say eulogies for Sarah, Dafka specifically for Sarah. Sha Avraham Loba Lehaspid Lisara. Avraham did not come with the intention of saying eulogies for Sarah. Because she was his wife. That's not his intention, wasn't to talk about how 
uh, how Sarah deserved praise because uh, she was such a good wife for him. But he also, he did talk about that because it's important to talk about what a wonderful wife she was. But also he wanted to talk about praise that came to her for her own actions and her own achievements and her own accomplishments. Even had she not been his wife. And this is similar along the lines of what Hazal say in the, in the Medrash Rabbah when Sarah was telling Avraham that Yishmael had to be sent away. She said, this Yishmael will not inherit im b'ni, im Yitzchak, with my son, with Yitzchak. That's what she said. Those were her words. Im b'ni, with my son, im Yitzchak, with Yitzchak. So, so in the Medrash, Chazal uh, point out that, rep that apparent repetition. Why did Sarah say, with my son and with Yitzchak? That's the same person. So they say, Afilu Eino Yitzchok, that uh, 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 Yishmoel could not be allowed to inherit along with Yitzchok, even if he wasn't on the level of Yitzchok, meaning Sarah was saying, whoever my son would have been, my son is Yitzchok, that's a fact. And he's a great tzaddik and an extraordinary human being. However, if whoever my son would have been, I would still not want my son to share the inheritance with Yitzchak. I'm sorry, with my son. And then she added, Im Yitzchak, with Yitzchak, afilu eno bini. If the person in question was Yitzchak, a tzaddik like Yitzchak, even if he wasn't my son, I would argue and say that Yishmol should not share the inheritance with him. So that Chazal is explaining, that Medrash Rabbah is explaining why Sarah chose her words carefully and said, im b'ni, im Yitzchak. And so too, Zereshimshon says, that's exactly what's happening here. Avram Avinu came, and the Torah emphasized he came to eulogize Sarah, even though mentioning the word Sarah wouldn't be necessary, which teaches us that when Avraham spoke about Sarah, he said she deserves praise uh, number one, because of Sarah, who she was, even if I wasn't married to her, even if she wasn't married to me, she was such a, such a tzedekah that she deserves praise. And certainly I would come to eulogize my wife, even if my wife wasn't on the level of a tzedekah like Sarah. So because Sarah had both of the qualities of being married to Avraham and being in her own right a great, great uh, Tzadekes, a, a great uh, righteous uh, individual, Avraham uh, came to have both of those things in mind when he eulogized uh, Sarah. So we're going to stop here, but just to briefly recap, the uh, everything started with the Pusuk from the uh, beginning of our Parsha of Chayi Sarah in, in a close analysis of the words used, Lispod Lesara Vilif Kosa, to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her. And the Zerah Shimshon also added in the uh, notice, the small uh, cuff as the Meforshim do. And he gave uh, several explanations that, uh, that teach us all of the lessons that can be learned, or many of the lessons I should say that can be learned from the specific wording in the Pusik. And all of them speak uh, in beautiful ways to the tributes that Avraham paid to Sarah and, and uh, also speak to the high 
uh, incredibly high spiritual level of Sara Imenu herself. Yashukach to joining us in the Zerah Shimshon this week, and we will look forward to learning again in the Zerah Shimshon on next week's Parsha.